They say a picture is worth a thousand words, then how are we tied down to just one? I'm not a label, and neither are you. Welcome to a space of creative freedom, where you and I get to be exactly who we are. Join me as we uncover the layers and discover ourselves on a deeper level. Thank you so much for showing up. I hope you enjoy this. Welcome to Not A Label, the podcast. I'm your host, Avi Adjwani, and I'm really excited to be connected with Karen. She is all over the other side of the globe, and she's going to tell us where, how, and why we met. I think uh, everything happens for a reason in life. And just before jumping on this conversation, we were talking about the intention that we want to bring through. And it's so beautiful how aligned we are. So... Yes. I would love for her to share more about herself, introduce herself, what she does, who she is beyond that. And uh, yeah, please go ahead. Thank you so, so much. I really, really appreciate this opportunity, Avi. And I know there was no mistakes for you and I connecting. Um, and it just goes to show you that it doesn't matter where you are geographically, when, when you're in alignment with your soul, you always attract those same individuals and energy and you create something beautiful for the world together. Um, so having said that, my name is Karen Verdi, and I am from Toronto, Canada, born and raised here in Toronto, Canada, definitely the other side of where you are. Um, and uh, I, I have a, I have a lot of, I'll, I'll talk about my family. I've got two beautiful kids. I've got a daughter who's 17 and a son who's 12 and um, a wonderful husband as well, too, that will be celebrating 25 years this year. Uh, I am in the whole, I have my own wellness practice. I'm a spiritual healing coach. And I, 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 I love using the spiritual healing component to, to my work, my wellness practice, because I often feel that's the missing piece. And once we understand this piece of who we are, then we can start to heal ourselves um, with more resonance and consciousness. And I also am an energy healer. So I do a lot of energy healing in the body, helping to balance the chakras and I'm currently adding hypnotherapy as well, too, to my practice as well, too, because I love the mind being a psychology major and wanting to really help people rewire their mind and understand that they have these powerful gifts within them. And once they know from somebody who can help them um, use them and activate them, how life can change for them. And I'm just all about a lover of, of things that make this world a better place and, and being kind and just, um, you know, lending a hand to everybody. Because I think that's really lacking now with, with just everything that the, the universe, uh, rather the society, um, be like throws on us, right? These artificial goals. And, and um, I want to kind of bring back those basics that we know from our heart and soul that really are the true impact makers in our life. So there's a nice introduction of who I am and what I feel. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, um, thank you. It's, it's beautiful how one of your missions is to strip down the layers for people to connect back with their being. And uh, at least that's how I interpreted it, right? Like, let's yes. remove all of the chaos or all of the things that are getting in the way, the appearances game, the who I need to be, who I should be, 100%. all of that to, to just connect with your true self. Um, and talking about connecting with your true self and about what brought you to your power, I can't uh, help but ask you this question. Yes. What did bring you to your power? Well, how did your journey start? How and where did it start? You know, I think this is something that has been, has been birthing and happening since I was born, truthfully. Um, and, and I think that applies to everybody, in my humble opinion. Um, but the one 
big main experience that pulled me out of the old container where I was very anxious, I was not in alignment to say the very least, was this collapse that I had 11 years ago in March. And I'll explain a little bit about it so everybody can understand sort of what I was going through being my headspace and, and sort of um, being my, in my shoes. So I came home uh, back in March, 2011 um, and I, uh, from work and I wasn't feeling very well, Avi. I was feeling unusually sick. And this feeling was, was unusual. That's the best word. And, and I know this because sort of growing up, I, I, I had, a, you know, I got sick, but it was not the same feeling. This was something a little different. So it was out of, out of the, out of the blue, it, it seemed. And I remember in the evening, just saying to my husband back then, you know, um, I need to go lie down. I just feel really sick. So that was around, I think eight to nine ish PM my time. So I go upstairs, lie down where I am here in my, in my home, in my bedroom. And all of a sudden I get this feeling I need to throw up. And I thought, okay, I probably just, you know, I had a, a spinach salad for lunch. I thought, oh, maybe there was something in that salad. You know, we chalk it down to those kind of things, right? So I ended up throwing up. And fast forward, I kept throwing up and throwing up and throwing up. Like, I'm not talking about an hour. I'm talking about from periods of like nine to like five in the morning, four in the morning type of thing. I was didn't realize actually how much I was vomiting. And in hindsight, what I was really releasing through this physical vomiting, but I will get to that in my story here. So again, I just thought, oh, this is just, I just something terrible that I've just picked up. I've started this new job. Maybe it's from somebody else, a flu or something, a bug. And I just kept kind of going with it, not realizing, first of all, that my blood pressure had dropped quite a bit um, from this experience of just vomiting. And I had been barfing so much that it's like the bile was coming out. There wasn't a lot of brain coherency. I was told um, after the fact as a result of that. And it didn't even click into me to think that this is something very unusual that I need to stop and slow down and pay attention to what's happening. And um, that would be interesting to see how my life would have turned out if I did. But then an hour after in the morning, so around six o'clock AM, I was really, really thirsty because subconscious mind is saying water, 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 dreaming of like gallons of water with ice, started going downstairs. And my husband, I remember the last thing he said to me was, you know, why are you going downstairs? I'll go grab the water for you because you've been barfing all night. And I said, no, 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 like Wonder Woman complex, you know, I've been throwing up, not a big deal. You know, you got to take the kids to your parents. So I got to go to work and, you know, that guilt of not being able to, um, keep space for him and his duties in our family unit was coming up a lot. And I realize it more now than ever. So I ended up continuing to go down in my stubborn ways. <laughs> I went and grabbed my glass of water. And the last thing I remember of was I put my glass on top of my kitchen counter. And I just said to myself, why is the room spinning? And then from there, I collapsed. I didn't obviously know I collapsed wasn't conscious. So I collapsed and that's the last thing I sort of remember. And um, well, more so just me saying what's going on. Why is the room spinning? And then everything went black. My husband heard the collapse, which was my head hitting my ceramic tile. So it was a pretty, pretty loud bang. He ran downstairs and he said that when he had found me that I wasn't breathing, I wasn't responding and he was shaking me. He said, my eyes were rolled back. I was really pale and my teeth were clenched. So he had presumed that I had made my transition at that time. He was freaking out, calls 911. Didn't, obviously, I wasn't coherent at all during this time. And with the grace of God, Avi, I started waking up. 
And when I'm saying waking up is I started opening my eyes and gaining consciousness. I don't even know how many minutes I was unconscious, but as I started gaining consciousness, I couldn't see properly because of the impact to my head and brain. But I do remember looking to the right of my kitchen door that separates the door from, or the little um, area to walk in from the family room was my husband and my kids and just their silhouette. So I couldn't see them clearly. And there's people picking me up, putting me on a bed. And it was like a mishmash. It was very slippery. And I was like, what is going on? And I really felt I was in a bad dream. So fast forward, going to the ambulance, back of the head is pounding, pounding like I've never experienced in my life. And I'm like, what is going on with me? You know, and I remember the paramedics asking me at that time too, like, do you know what happened to you? I said, I don't know. And I said, is my, where are my kids? Where are my husband? Like all these things we think about, but ourselves, right? Go to the hospital. They take me into emerge. They do the scans, Avi. And the doctor comes out and says, oh, Mrs. Birdie, you've suffered a concussion. And things started to make sense to me then at that point, really quickly, like what happened? And I'm really, really grateful when I think about it now that I was able to piece it together. And so they kept me in for a few days and did some more tests. And their thing was, well, you know, because there's blood on the brain, it didn't come out of the brain. We are afraid that if you clot, you could die. Right. So when you're at the hospital, you're most vulnerable. They say that the first thing you think is I'm going to die. Right. So I'm sitting there and I was 35 years old at the time. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, that's it. I'm dead. I really felt that of for the first time in my life. I felt it. And it was really I can't even. I don't think I can even use the words to describe what I felt just thinking that. But in that time when I was sitting on my bed after they were running tests and, and, um, you know, I was in that pocket of fear, I remember looking up, up, up to the heavens or what, what we do when we think we're talking to heaven is, and I just said, you know, first thing I said is God, my kids can't be without their mom. Please don't let me go. They need me. Second thing I said is, Uh, I haven't found my purpose yet and I'm here to do something and be more fulfilled. So it's like in that time of misery and my dark night of the soul, if you will, was this awareness still that was like a, like a lioness. She was still like, go, even though you're physically not feeling good, even though, you know, you thought you could pass this voice and energy and consciousness was like, no, you still have this to do. You're not going anywhere. Right. So that I think now, when I really think about it, as I'm talking to you, Abby, I feel like that was my hope rope or my saving grace, if you will, at that time that kept me alive, if you will. So as I'm sitting there and the doctor comes back to me after a few days and says, um, okay, well, your blood hasn't increased. So we think you're good to go home. You need to rest for a few weeks, but let's do some more blood work just to see. So this is where the universe comes in. And there was many, many beautiful synchronicities in this very, very painful experience. As I go wheeled into the lobotomy area and the nurse comes in, I I believe it was a male at that time too. It's interesting how I remember that piece because he was really, really nice and very helpful. And um, he started taking blood and I just heard this voice of that said to me, higher self, source voice, whatever name you want to call it was, because it wasn't a fear voice. It said, if they can't find something in your blood, this is something from the universe and God that's happened to you. Again, why would I be thinking that or that consciousness coming through, A, if that thing didn't exist um, to help us, but 
this this is reminding me to tell everybody, and I'll expand a little bit more that, you know, there is something, there is space between where your pains are and your physical body, that it's a, it's a high consciousness. And you're still able to, in your pains, connect to that place to help guide you. So that's what was happening without me really knowing fully, but I was aware something was happening. So he ends up coming back a few minutes later, well, felt like a few minutes later. And he said, there's nothing in your blood. There's nothing wrong. We can't find anything. And then I was like, okay. So things just started to gently line up for me in those, in that moment. And then I ended up going home and I, I started my healing journey, which meant I stopped working for three weeks. But in that time of of still knowing that something was supporting me, I was resisting a lot. My ego was even more like it was getting larger and larger because it was like, well, you know, I've been working since I'm 14 and I had a lot of masculine energy active at that time. And, you know, I'm the one that's supposed to make my family a millionaire. I'm the one that's supposed to do this, but how am I going to do this if I'm sitting at home eating bonbons? Like these were the weird, so deeply rooted judgmental things I was saying to myself. So I pushed myself in my ego to go back to that place that I was working at, which I just started and was in my probationary period after leaving corporate for 10 years. And as I'm driving, I'm crying. My body and every part of me is saying, don't go. You you don't need to go there. But my ego was like, well, you're going to go homeless. If you don't work, your family's going to go homeless. But that's not even close to the life that I live because it's just not even close. But it was just that fear. So I go to work, I'm sitting there, I couldn't even last an hour, I'm bawling, couldn't even drive properly, which was so irresponsible of me because I was experiencing so much vertigo. But my desire to earn a paycheck and to do those things from my ego prevented me from going into my feminine side and allowing myself to rest because I thought rest was always weak, because that's how I was raised. Okay. So, wow, there's a lot of things going on at that time. And so Eventually, I just couldn't do it, Avi, and I just surrendered. I came home bawling, and I said to my husband and my boss at the time, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. And I told my husband, I just, I don't know how to prove this to you because he's a very logical human, but I can't go back to this life. I don't, like, I'll show you down the road is what I was trying to say, but I can't go back. And having said that, Avi, I was able to kickstart my journey to be where I am in this present moment with you, which meant I was able to understand my life more than ever. And I don't think I would have been, I wouldn't be where I am today. If you want to talk about finding purpose and pain, if I didn't go through that really bad collapse, go through all those yucky post experiences, the the anxiety and depression that I felt two years after all of that yucky, heavy stuff. If I didn't go through it, and continue to listen to that voice that was talking to me so much throughout this process, I know I wouldn't be where I am today. I think I would really be somewhere probably really dark and probably hiding under my bed somewhere. Um, But that voice, which we all have, just kept pushing me to get to where I am today. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Thank Thank you so much for sharing that. It's I'm I'm still processing and integrating everything that yeah. you shared because it's uh it's really it's profound. <laughs> it's really profound how you had this this connection during that moment when you were in bed and uh and all these things could have gone wrong 
but you heard this voice and all those things did not go wrong and they went to the other flip side and proved you something proved you that 100%. you were taking the right decision to want to follow your path 100 100 um, and you know abi i want to say this really loud and clear to you to everybody that will be watching this the world you know when you're going through something very difficult you have choices and i I, I know when we're younger, we are not taught we have choices because we're taught to listen and adhere. So we get in that habit and we forget our power and our inner knowing. But your inner knowing is talking to you all the time. The problem is we're so distracted by artificial things that we have forgotten who we are in our home base. And this experience that I had helped me understand who I was again. It reminded me who I, we all are, right? And it reminded me that it reminded me that not to focus on, and I'm saying this again to everybody, really loud and clear. When you're going through something, try not to keep yourself fixated and obsessed on the physical experience you're having. Try to look at it from a higher awareness. And I demonstrated that again through my experience, because if you look at it from the higher self, you're going to understand very clearly through those spiritual eyes and knowing that, hang on, this experience didn't happen because I'm a loser. It didn't happen because I'm ugly. It didn't happen because I'm fat or stupid or not worthy. It happened for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe I needed this really tough, yucky boot camp type of experience where I'm going under that barbed wire and getting cut and bruised and muddy. And I'm, I'm really low in the earth because I'm not listening. I know that's for sure for me. I was too much in my head and ego that I didn't allow myself to listen to my my higher self, that God voice that we all have in us. And that's why I was never in alignment. I was always anxious. I was a high functioning anxiety human being, if that even makes sense. You know, I was, I I didn't realize until all the shadow work that I've done that, wow, I've lived most of my life so anxious. And I've said yes to things I hate. I've belittled myself time and time again. I couldn't even imagine talking to my children the way that I used to talk to myself, Abby. It was horrible. But then I remembered from this collapse, it became a big flashlight in my life. And it allowed me to go through my life through fine, to a fine comb and tooth. Is that the same? Or fine tooth and comb, whatever it's called, where I could really start to put a flashlight on my life and say, hang on, why did this collapse happen? And it gave me opportunity to start looking at my values of who I am, what I think about life, whose beliefs I'm believing, why am I believing them, like really dig deep underneath inside and see the layers of, of weeds that I had been carrying. So it was the greatest blessing because had I not gone through that, I wouldn't be able to understand who I was, start to heal the shadow parts, the parts of me that kept me disconnected from myself and made me feel like if life was a swimming pool and the pool itself represented being in life and being in alignment, I was always walking around the pool. I was never diving in. And I thought, why? And then I learned, wow, generational, ancestral stuff, all that stuff. I felt like I got 100 downloads a day. And then from there, doing all this work, I was able to receive guidance on my purpose. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't create space in my container to do pull out all the yucky weeds and viruses, if you want to call them, if you look at ourselves like a computer in that, in that metaphor. And then I was able to find out, wow, this is who I was. And I've actually always been good enough. And then my healing really started, which meant I had to forgive myself first. Then I was able to forgive other people. 
you know, and it's been eight, nine years in the making of really, really starting, I really started my healing physically in 2013, two years after my collapse, because I just dropped and let go. Eventually a voice in me just said, you know, you've hit your lowest ever, you have nothing to lose. Now pull yourself up. And I realized some very wonderful things about myself. And I want everybody again to remember this, that just because we go through hard knocks, it doesn't mean we're not wonderful and needed and loved and seen by the universe and by, and, and we don't belong here. These experiences remind us that we've been forgetting these things. And then once we're able to cultivate that mindset and paradigm, then it's like freedom, inner freedom. And life becomes so easy, Right. And you just flow with abundance. You flow with opportunity. You flow with love. You just flow in with health. So what I'm trying to say to sum it up is there is purpose in this pain. And it's an opportunity to look at your life through this pain and think, where have I forgotten to show up and make myself available for me? 100%. Yeah. Wow, that was, that was spot on. I, I love everything you shared and um, I'm literally writing it down as we speak right now. There is purpose yeah. in your pain. I'm just repeating yeah. that a bit slowly as well as we're speaking because I want that to really sink into people that are currently listening to, yes. to Karen sharing her journey so vulnerably, so openly. I really, really appreciate you sharing your truth. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. So openly. And um, this reminds me of something that I read a couple of weeks ago in an email, one of these email marketings that you get um and this is from a very powerful coach that is currently coaching my boyfriend he's called john patrick and he was talking about how he has a smiley face flag outside his house okay so he has this beautiful home in maui and he has a smiley face flag outside his home and uh, him and his wife have committed to always being happy now when you read something like that you're like well that's unrealistic you can't always be on a high So his approach to that was, we're happy even when we are unhappy. Yes, I love that. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And this is really, really good. I love this so much because as I was sharing, right, sort of my humble experience that in that space of feeling so defeated, there was still this spark, this light that kept saying, no, you can keep going. You're okay. The problem is we don't want to listen to it because we're so trained to be in fear, right? And then eventually we get to a point where we're like, well, I can't do this anymore. And then we, you know, check ourselves into therapy and we do all these other things, right? But, um, you know, something that um, I remember when I first started my journey, just similar to what you shared about your boyfriend's coaches, Louise Hay, she used to always say, all is well. That was my mantra for so many years after I collapsed, all is well. And I was like, how, like you said, how could everything be well? I thought, but it is always well, because nothing is final. There's always opportunity, which means things can change. And we forget that because we we live very like boxy. Like we put ourselves in little boxes and containers and this, this, this box check, box check. But we forget the flexibility of who we are and the multidimensional parts of who we are, who we're connected to. And then from there, we forget that actually everything can be all, all well. And I know this because everything I've looked at in my life from up until now has been, I believe, everything I needed to be where I am today because I understand myself so much more from certain experiences. And everything is well. But it's a consciousness. And you have to be willing to put your ego aside to see it. 
in the logical side, you have to put it away a little bit, right? But that's 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 hard, right? That's hard for people sometimes. Of course, it's uh, it's hard for us to see that the hardships in our life have a purpose to it as well. Yeah. That when someone treats us wrong or or we feel like they're treating us wrong, that there is no that there is no purpose that we don't deserve it. And and of course, no one deserves nothing but the highest expression of love. I I completely am an advocate of that. However, it's about seeing the blessings, the blessing in disguise. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and that blessing in disguise, Avi. I think it's important to share to everybody. Like, if you're going through something really difficult right now, or you're struggling, overwhelmed, you don't have to look for the blessing. It'll show up itself wow. when you are moving through that pain, right? When you're moving through that pain, through the little steps that we do naturally, unconsciously, those golden nuggets of wisdom will come the key is you have to remember they're available and but let yourself feel to heal i love to say that you need to feel to heal because your feelings are telling you Mm. wait something is off or something's in alignment we got to tune in more versus tuning out right and i created this very small little eight-step mini guide for free for people to download on my site and one of the things you know i say is you know there's a space that like i was saying for you that's available always like you always naturally move there or not, depending on your resistance level, but it's always right in front of you. You just got to connect to it. And that's where you're going to start to feel the blessings. But that will happen once you can make some more acceptance with what you've experienced and you're willing to, to change your story about what happened. Right? Because we get stuck in stories and then we start to live by those stories, which become our paradigms and they affect our whole life, all areas of our life. So, Really, at the end of the day, Avi, we individually all have sovereignty and power and the green light to um, make our life how we want to and use our experience how we want to, right? And and when you know this, what's the beautiful part, and I know you'll appreciate this because you're a really beautiful soul, but you get to hold space for other people as well, too. Right. You get to help them as well, too, to understand while you hold space for yourself by understanding, you know, there's blessings in this. You could hold space for other people as well, too, to see, well, hey, you're going through this now, but a little pep talk in a month or two, you could feel different. You're giving people hope. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's how I look at it. percent. Yeah, there's more compassion. There's more acceptance towards yourself, towards the world mm-hmm. around you. Um, I want to ask you two things actually because you mentioned something really interesting earlier you mentioned that there is a mini guide so uh my first question to you is where can our beautiful listeners find that and then after that i would love to ask you well i see a lot of my clients right and i think this is a very human thing that we all do because it's scary and and we don't want to go there we run from our pain yes so what's your best advice for people that are running instead of embracing their biggest gift. So let's look at the word running. When you're running, you're trying to escape, right? You're trying to escape something. When you're escaping, you're creating um, a very high um, nervous system response, fight or flight. You're not coherent at that time. You're not um, connected at that time. And you're afraid. You're afraid of something, okay? If you are suffering, and you keep living in that paradigm in that way and running away from it, you're only creating through the laws of energy and attraction, the same type of experience. So ask yourself, 
do I want to continue to experience this feeling where I'm not present? This thing is becoming like a big green eyed monster and it's getting bigger and bigger every day. I'm, I'm, I'm creating this big core to it and I don't feel good. Well, most of you, most of us, I would hope all of us would say, no, I don't want this. The key is you have to know again, something's available. So what that means is something you can do. And I share this with my clients sometimes um, is depending on who needs to hear this is this thing you're running away from. Why don't you label it something? Why don't you call it something? Maybe you can call it guide or call it a color green, call guide or green in, let them sit with you. And I talk about this in my mini guide, invite them in like a guest. Okay. So what you've done here is you're not scared. You're welcoming something. So when you're welcoming something, you're bringing in a new consciousness and energy because we're all energy at the end of the day. And if you understand how to use energy, you can make some nice energetic leaps and use energy in your favor. So call and guide and green, sit them down in front of you. So then what happens is it starts to make you believe that this thing actually isn't me. It's just something that I'm experiencing, right, Avi? It's something I'm experiencing. And my identity is not based on this. This is just a part of me in the human world. And ask this thing, and this is what we would do in shadow work, like, what do you need me to understand? And again, we're afraid to always question ourselves because we're so taught at a young age or tune into ourselves like, you have to listen to me. No. When you get in the habit of listening to yourself, then you're more comfortable with your vulnerabilities and those things you're running away from. And they stop having power over you over time because you're in your, everything's done on repeat in life. So why not start repeating something and making a habit of something that is going to make you less fearful and have less power over you. So then you have energy to heal, regenerate your mind and body and soul and, and create the life that you want. So invite it in gently and just say, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to know? Start there and write it down. And then as you move with this with full unwavering faith and commitment, you're going to hear more stuff intuitively that hang on. The reason why you're running away from this is because there's something in your childhood that you haven't still dealt with. You need to be more loving to yourself. Stop. You need more boundaries. And then you're like, it's going to just hit you. And it's not something me or you can give to anybody. This is something they're going to have to experience, but you got to be in that container and that energy to get it. So I hope that helps everybody, you know, that is extremely, extremely powerful. I'm taking notes like a maniac. Yes, right I see. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, that. That was very, very powerful. Uh, especially the fact that you said you label this pain or this pain body that's coming in on a podcast called Not a Label. I think the... the yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. The, the synchronicities yes. once again are, are insane, um, but I'm, yes. not, I'm not doubting any of the, the divine connection that's happening right now. 100%, 100%. It just makes it easier. Not that like, I understand what you're saying with the label part, but when you can put something, just a little name on it, then it can, it can be a little bit more gentler for you as you're healing. And it's, it's something that's temporary, right? It's something that's temporary. And in terms of my um, mini guide, it's, it's free. Um, it's like eight little mini steps to kind of open up you uh, open the person or persons who's struggling, um, who's, who's going through a lot of adversity, find some light and harmony. And there's eight little mini steps, which are on my website um, for free. And, you know, you, I actually uh, I like, downloaded mine and made a nice little booklet out of mine um, right over here. And I just uh, refer to it as I need. And I share it with everybody that I need to, that needs to hear the message. So um, that's available on my site. And again, it's free. And I, yeah, it's, it's, 
it's these steps have helped me and I continue to use them and recycle them um, so that I can um, continue to stay in my alignment the best I can. That's beautiful. That's beautiful that you have this self-healing experience and now you're sharing it with the world so abundantly. And uh, talking about sharing abundantly, this conversation has been one of those experiences where you've really shared your power and your light with all of us. I'm so, so, so grateful for you being here and educating me. I think every person I invite to this conversation is someone that I know that will educate me as well as my audience. Someone nice. that I know that I will definitely leave as a richer human being after this conversation. And I know that that has been a truth for me today. Thank um, you. So I really appreciate that. And uh, I just want to wrap things up and invite you to, to share any, any message, any key message or any thought that is lingering in your heart that you would like to express before we... 100%. Well, there's two main quotes I will leave you with. And I have many, but these two I find are really, really deep. The first one that I is from Dr. Wayne Dyer, one that I have, I love it so much. It's actually as a signature in my email and it helped me after my collapse immediately because it reminded me of my power. So God bless Dr. Wayne Dyer's infinite soul. And it is when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So what does this mean? Yeah, it's just my, you might think, oh, this is just a clever play of words as Dr. Wayne Dyer would say, no. What this means is no matter what you go through, you have choice, you have consciousness, and you have something that's supporting you. So having said that, when you're going through something difficult, you have an opportunity that always lies around you to help you shift what you think you're seeing and start to understand it from a different level of awareness. And this is where it's the smoking gun. How do I know this? Because using this quote has shifted my life. 100% it has right? So it means you have power and capability to make your situations better. The second quote is by Jay Shetty, right? Who doesn't love Jay Shetty? I think I might have misused one word, but I think this is from what I remember in listening to him on my walk. He said, it is either he said in this movie or theater called life, there is a seat with your name on it. So why do I love this? Because again, you're listening to this, you're struggling, you're overwhelmed. You feel like you're not seen. The fact that you're born, and this helps me a lot, and you're in this physical world means you are seen, you are part of something beautiful, you are supported, and um, again, you are sovereign. And knowing this, you have this resource around you and within you that you can tap into to make your life different. Because, well, there's a seat with your name on it. So that means you belong. Most people walk around thinking they don't belong. They're unhappy. I know that's how I felt growing up because of, well, my home life, right? And it wasn't anybody's fault. It's just the dynamic that was being passed down. So you know what that does in that in your adult life, right? But this quote reminded me, hey, I do belong. And you strengthen your root chakra. You strengthen your roots and connection with everybody around you when you remember this. And you do remember, if I belong, that means I can tap into everything around me to bring in what I desire and to, and to just enjoy this journey. So that's what I want to leave everybody with. That was, wow. <laughs> was very, very beautiful. I, I really, really, really appreciate having listened to you today and, and everything you. that Thank poured you so out of much. your heart. And you. um, I want people to keep listening, connecting, uh, feeling inspired by you. So where can people find you? 
um, and stay in touch with you. Sure, sure. I thank you so much. Uh, it's my Instagram is Heal and Shine with Coach Karen. Um, and on there, you'll see my website information too, where if you just click, you can get the, the mini guide if you felt it resonated. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping on other platforms, but that'll be all on my, on my website. But the main one right now is my Instagram, Heal and Shine with Coach Karen. Amazing. I think that's exactly where we connected and we're still. Yes, 100%. Um, and I'm so grateful for all the love I'm constantly receiving by you, whether that's uh, anything that I'm putting across or I'm sharing from my heart. And uh, I hope you receive my love right 100%. now, uh, before, after, later, <laughs> whenever that is, because um, I am truly, truly grateful that we both said yes to this opportunity 100%. to share something so powerful. So thank you. you no, know, you're welcome. Thank you so, so much again in closing for having me here. And you know, there's no coincidences. I don't believe in that. Um, we were meant to connect. Um, and again, as I was saying earlier, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Souls always, birds of the same feathers will always flock together, right? The energy is always there connecting. And thank you again, Avi, for letting me, I can't even say thank you enough, truthfully, for sharing this time. And I think you're a beautiful soul. And I will not think I know you are. You're a beautiful light worker. You're, you're definitely here to make some big impacts and you're here at a beautiful time on earth and just keep on doing what you're doing. And it comes from such a, I told you beautiful place in your heart too. So whatever you see in me, I see in you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, stay bright and beautiful as you are. Thank you for tuning in to Not A Label. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please make sure to share it with your loved ones, your friends, your family, and anyone out there that might need to hear this. Thank you for being a part of this community. Make sure to share this on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and in any other platform that can help us make a greater impact together. Take care. Have a blessed day ahead.